of prayer. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We give you praise, O God. Thank you, Father, for today. Thank you for this morning. So set out to, you know, to share your word. Thank you for it's a time of edification for us in the name of Jesus. We thank you, God. In Jesus' name. Amen. Good morning, everyone. And um, again, you're welcome to start your day right with the Lord. Thank God for yet another day. Thank God for the opportunity to share this morning. So this morning, I'd like us to look at something very briefly and um, something I titled Living a Faith Life Under Pressure or Living the Faith Life Under Pressure, okay? You know, I'm going to read from um, Luke. Okay. So I'm going, to, I'm going to read from the book of Luke chapter 8. And um, I'll start from verse 5. Okay, so it says, A sower went out to sow his seed, and as he sowed, some fell by the wayside, and it was trodden down, and the fowls of the air devoured it. And some fell upon a rock, and as soon as it was sprung up, it withered away, because it lacked moisture. And some fell among thorns, and the thorns sprang up with it and choked it. And other fell on the good ground and sprang up and bare fruits and hundredfold. And when he had said these things, he cried, He that hath ears to hear, let him hear. And his disciples asked him, saying, What might this parable be? And he said, Unto you it is given to know the mysteries of the kingdom of God, but to others in parables that seeing they might not see, and hearing they might not understand. Now the parable is this. The seed is the word of God. Those by the wayside are they that hear. Then cometh the devil, and taketh away the word out of their hearts, lest they should believe and be saved. They on the rock are they, which when they hear, receive the word with joy. And these have no roots, which for a while believe, and in time of temptation fall away. And that which fell among thorns are they, which when they have heard, go forth and are choked with cares and riches and pleasures of this life and bring no fruits to perfection. Verse 15. And, but that on the good ground are they, which in an honest and, and good heart, having heard the word, keep it, and bring forth and bring forth fruit with patience. Okay, so I'm going to be um, talking again about um, living the faith life under pressure. You know, I actually looked up the meaning of pressure, and it means to be in a state of stress or anxiety because of having too much to do. Okay, now you know, typically, um, let me just paint a scenario for you. Imagine that you are in traffic. And you get to see, uh, okay, typically some of the things that happen in traffic, you know, people jam themselves and all that. And I remember a story uh, recently about a guy that a particular tricycle drove in front of him and hit his car. And the guy came out and landed the guy a dirty slap, like a thunderous slap, according to the person who narrated it, a thunderous slap. You know, that's what happens under pressure. When you're under pressure, the real you, in a sense, or what you are, the stuff you are made up of will come out. When you're under pressure, what you, what you really have on the inside of you will come out. You know, sometimes I find myself, okay, yes, you know, I, I, of course I speak Yoruban. You know, when I'm trying to reprimand the children, sometimes, you know, when it's so tough, I'll just, you know, I'll just speak Yoruban like, ah, uh-uh, you know, 
scrub air or something, you know. And, you know, when you're under pressure, what you're made up of, the stuff you're really made up of will come out. So it now depends on you, okay? What comes out could be good, it might be bad, it might be in between, you know, but that's typically what happens. So pressure is to be in a state of stress or anxiety. So a lot of people are under pressure. I mean, the Bible says that in the world, you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. Jesus said, I have overcome the world. He said in John chapter 16, verse 32 to 33, he says, these things I have spoken unto you, that you might have peace. You know, there was a time um, in children's church, I asked the children to describe peace. We're talking about the fruits of the spirit. And I said, okay, so tell me what peace is. And they said, you know, in the midst of a storm, peace is when you're calm. You know, despite everything you're seeing around you, you're just calm. So I told them, okay, so draw something that would show us that you're calm. And, you know, they drew different things, of course. You know, someone drew, you know, like, I mean, you know, a, a scenario where a painted a scenario where there was really chaos around the person, but the person had peace. So that's the kind of picture that Jesus was painting here. Jesus said that in the world you have tribulation, but be of good share, have overcome the world. Pressure comes in different ways. Pressure could be financial stress. Oh, you're wondering. I mean, for some people right now, they are thinking, oh, this is October. Oh, my God. October, November, December 2021 again is gone. What have I achieved in this year? Oh, my God. Um, what was the word I received again? I can't think it. Oh, what happened here? Oh, this, that, that. A lot has happened. And you're wondering, oh, my God, how am I going to pay the bills? Oh, my God, how am I going to get out of this debt? How am I going to get healed? You know, like, I, I, I mean, you know, you might just say, oh, you know, there's the health challenge. And you're just wondering, you know, it could be, it could be pressure at work. Of course, Nigeria is full of a lot of pressure right now. You know, there was a day I caught myself really thinking, I think it was um, shortly after they killed um, this woman's husband, apparently. And I was like, you know, and I, when I saw the picture, of course, I don't usually look at too many things on WhatsApp, but I just came across it. It was on the computer. So the picture got just downloaded. And I looked at it, I was like, my God, what is this? You know, and then a lot of thoughts like, okay, how, did, how bad the insecurity can be and all that. What I'm saying is pressure could come in different ways for different people, depending on who you are or where you are and, you know, what is happening around you. But Jesus is giving us, Jesus has assured us, in the world, you will have tribulation, no doubt. But be of good have overcome the world. Now, what is the real stuff that you're made up of that should come out under pressure? You know, but what exactly does pressure do to us as believers? And how can we ensure that we live a faith life even when we are under pressure? There are different scenarios of people who are under pressure in the Bible. Different stories, it depends on how you see. But I mean, you know, the, the, um, the woman who, uh, the, the widow of Zarephath was under pressure, needed to feed, you know, the children, needed, you know, had borrowed so much and was under pressure to pay back, you know, until Elijah showed up. And, you know, Elijah gave an instruction of what to do and she obeyed it. Okay, so what does pressure do to us as believers? Of course, you know, it depends on how you look at it, but pressure can, you know, pressure usually attempts to take our gaze from God and tends to make us to focus on our ability. So you're wondering, for instance, somebody who is in financial debt is wondering, oh my God, maybe you have an ultimatum. I remember last week someone was trying to, you know, request for something. I was like, my landlady has given me till 2 p.m., you know, and all that. I don't know where I'm going to go and all that. You know, and people, you know, pressure just, it just chokes you, kind of. You know, just like what is described in that Luke chapter 8. 
verse 14 says, and that which fell among thorns that they which when they heard go forth and are choked with cares. So it chokes. It can actually choke. You know, it chokes the word. You find yourself focusing on your ability. So the person is looking around, oh my God, um, let me call this uncle. Oh, who's going to help me? Or maybe it's a health challenge. And then the person is wondering, and you know, you're already thinking about the various diagnoses. And God helps you that you've already checked Google. And you've already seen all the various things and various complications that could arise from that health challenge. So in your mind, you're already like, oh my God, what if this happens? And that happens, and this happens, and that happens. And you know, that is actually what pressure does. It chokes. It chokes particularly God's word. It wants to take our gaze from God. So obviously that's what happens. So imagine that you're in that kind of pressure. You're not seeing anything else. You know, see, imagine when the disciples were, you know, when, when Jesus let us cross over to the other side and they were in that storm, okay? That was the only thing they could see. They couldn't see beyond what they were facing at that moment. So when you're under pressure, you can't see beyond you at the moment. You can't see beyond what you're facing at that moment. You, all you're seeing is that need. All you're seeing is that pressure. And that's one of the things that pressure does to us. It takes our gaze from God's word. It makes us worry. The Bible says, cast all your cares, all of your worries, all of your anxieties, once and for all upon him. He cares for us. He cares for us watchfully, cares of us affectionately. You know, so it's, you know, um, pressure makes us to worry. So again, the picture of someone, or maybe in Nigeria, imagine people who are really in the very tough situation of insecurity, and you're wondering, oh my God, what if I go out and this happens? Oh my God, what if this happens? You know, I remember someone who came into Nigeria recently and the family was worried, like, hey God, please do quickly and go back now. What are you doing in that place? Every day they are calling, how are you today? And he says, I'm fine, okay. Um, I'm actually trying to get into a train and I'm going to Abuja. And then they're like, hey my God, oh Father, let him get his destiny. You know, and all of that. It's the prayers actually born out of worry, not really because you know, because you're just like, oh God, you know, this person just has to arrive safely. These are the things that you know pressure does to us. So it makes us to worry. And of course, when you worry, what happens? It takes away your joy. Pressure takes away joy, it takes away our joy, you know. So you don't find any reason again to thank God, you don't find any reason again to rejoice in your situation you're like ah oh, maybe i'm the only one so the questions about asking will be, oh god why me oh lord why this oh why that so it takes away our joy pressure does that it's one that's the aim that's the target of course that the wells of the enemy you know but thank god that god is you know in him we're more than conquerors Okay, so we're not just going into the world because we're just trying to go struggle. Oh, we're trying to hustle. We're trying to, you know, do everything within our means to get things done for ourselves. No. Okay, so, and then, of course, sometimes when you're under pressure, you don't even want to pray. Because in your mind, you're like, hey, what would prayer do at this point? How, you know, like, let me, I, I, let me just sort out this issue. Let me try and sort it out. Let me see what I can do. So, again, it makes you focus on your ability. But let me just quickly tell us. Okay, just like um, Romans chapter 12, verse 12 says. Let me quickly read Romans chapter 12, verse 12. Let me open Romans chapter 12 and verse 12. It says, read, okay, let me start from 11. Not thoughtful in business, fervent in spirit, serving the Lord. 12 says, rejoicing in hope, patient in tribulation, continuing instant in prayer. The word tribulation in that verse actually means being under pressure. 
being under pressure. And what does the Bible say we should do? The Bible says that we should rejoice in hope. We should be patient in tribulation. So when you are under pressure, when pressure comes, it's not a time to cave in. It's not a time to faint. Instead, go to the throne of grace. There's so much grace available. There's so much grace. There's so much in God beyond our abilities, beyond what happens, beyond our circumstances. Again, you know, I was talking with someone last week and they told me about a church in Canada that they visited and all of that. And where they were talking about, oh, you know, um, um, somebody just, you know, somebody was just thinking like, oh, I just want to serve in this capacity in church. I sense the Lord leading me to serve in that capacity. Oh, I sense the Lord leading me to give towards missions in this part of the world. Oh, you know, we just want to win souls. You know, like that is the mindset when you account and I was telling the person I said oh my god we used to be there like I mean that's where you know we used to be in Nigeria for example you know where but right now everybody you know so many people are concerned about their needs oh let me do this let me do that you know and that's what the pressure does to us but thank god that you know we can come to the throne of grace we can obtain mercy we can obtain help in times of need we can obtain help it's not a time so caving, when things get hard, is not when you let go of the word. No, it's not when you let go of the word. See, we're believers. We're children of God. We're faith, we're faith people. That is, in him we live. In him we move. And in him we have our being. Everything about us is centered around God. And so you cannot survive. You can't thrive without finding him or without living in him and exercising all that God has deposited on the inside of you. It is not a time to let go of the word. The aim of those pressures, the aim is to choke the word. It says, I choked with cares, according to Luke um, chapter 8, Luke chapter 8, and I choked with cares and riches and pleasures of this life and bring no fruit to perfection. In fact, verse 13 says, these ones receive the word with joy. They have no roots, okay, but which for a while believe. And in time of temptation, the fall away, okay? You know, your strength is, is in God. Our strength is in God. So it's not, when you are under pressure, it's not a time you let go of the word. That's when you double on it. In fact, you double on it. Thank God for the time of prayer we had on Friday. You know, it's a time to double on God's word. It's a time to double in prayer. You know, it's when you sit and say, God, I'm not going to let go until this changes. That's when you hold on to God's word. What has God said to you concerning the year? Or you're wondering, oh my God, this is October. When is this word going to come to pass? Don't let the word of God go for any reason. Just hold on to it. So what should we do when we're under pressure? What should we do? How do we handle it as believers? Okay, you know, it's not, we've said that it's not a time to let go of the word. And then Romans chapter 12, verse 12, gives us something that we should do when we're under pressure. He says, rejoicing in hope. Rejoicing in hope. Patience in tribulation. Continuing, continuing instant in prayer. You know, there was a time um, um, some weeks ago, a few weeks ago, and okay, so I'm taking a program and my supervisor had um, given me one um, like a responsibility earlier in the program. 
but it just didn't seem right. So I had to meet the HOD and I was like, this doesn't seem right. And HOD agreed. And I was like, okay, this doesn't seem right. And the PG coordinator was like, no, this is not right. If you go to the exam with this, they're not going to pass you. So I said, okay, so what's the way forward and all that? By the time they went, okay, so they said, we're going to speak to my supervisor and I had to change it. Of course, by the time he changed, they did not say, ah, hmm, just manage, huh? just whatever he tells you to do, just do. So eventually he changed my topic and did all of that. At the end of the day, subsequent responsibilities came and it seems like this man was acting out based on that report. You know how the Nigerian system is. And so when it was time for projects, I now, okay, so I was working, I would send my work to him, he would not respond to take four, five days. And then we had a deadline. And people who submitted before me, I mean, like after me, he was responding to them. So I was wondering like this man, I know I would not, because of project fail this program, you know, like I'm not gonna fail. And so what did I do? You know, it was actually, the deadlines were staring at me in the face. And you know, you know, I go to school and everybody's like, ah, okay, he has, uh, has their supervisor, you know, my supervisor has done this and all. And I'm like, I submitted before you now. How come this man has, ah, okay. So I just settled down. I said, no, what happened? I hope you can hear me. Yeah, okay, so I just prayed about it. I sat with it and I prayed and I broke communion and I said, Lord, this matter is settled. This man is going to attend to my work. He's going to do what I need to do and he's going to respond to me like immediately. And I knew it was settled. And what did I, I just rejoiced. I didn't feel like rejoicing at that time. But by the time I was done praying, I rejoiced the it. I tell you the truth. In the next week, think the hour, the man responded to my work and thereafter he continued to respond. I not only did I meet the deadline, but I had a good work. You know, like he now even I said, like, okay, okay, come bring your work, this, that, and all of that. You know, that's actually what happened. I was under pressure, but I had to take that up. And so we have to, we can rejoice in pressure. We can rejoice when we're under pressure. We can rejoice. There was a time last year, Rev gave an instruction in December. So why don't you rejoice? You know, the year just has a few days to go. Why don't you spend these days, um, this couple of days rejoicing? And we took it up and we still rejoice. We still have it as a practice. We still rejoice. We continue to rejoice. And it's been, you know, even, you know, it just comes to, it just comes to our heart. You know, like even when things are not going smoothly, we just choose to rejoice. So rejoicing in hope, hallelujah. You rejoice in hope and you're patient in tribulation. What else should you do? You can talk to God even when you're under pressure. You don't have to start, you know, waiting to have a very good time or a quiet time to now just talk to God. Just go ahead and talk to God. Tell God how you feel about that situation. Tell him how it's biting you in that sense. You know, talk to God about it and he will definitely help you. Come to the throne of grace boldly, boldly, okay? Another thing we should do in the time of pressure is to plant. Plant the seed of God's word. Plant so into people's lives. So that you know, you might actually be under pressure. You might probably need an encouragement, but then somebody else comes around you, and that person actually just needs the word of encouragement. And then you tell yourself, this person doesn't even know what I'm going through. But let me just hold my own to myself. But no, that's not what it should be like. Just go ahead and sow God's word. In speaking God's word, you will find your own joy, you will find your own strength to go through that. God Himself strengthens us. 
you know, so that with the same comfort that we receive, we can actually comfort others. So that's the time to sow. I remember a time that someone came and, you know, it was like, you know, was of course it was in school and we needed food and all of that. And I just had, you know, how I can be towards exams. And I would just had a little meal or, you know, I was just cooking. And then somebody came, I was like, ah, oh, okay, it's okay, you know. And then, you know, I was like, oh my God, how am I going to share this? Why well, went ahead and shared? I know what touched me. She also now took that food and said, ah, let me take it to our room. We have not eaten for some time now and we're all hungry. So let me go and share this food with others. So imagine, I didn't just share with her, but she took the little I also gave her and went to share with others. You find out that what, that time of pressure, you don't feel like sowing. You don't feel like planting. Plants, sow your seed. Trust God for a great harvest. What else can you do when you're under pressure? Pray in other tongues. Pray in other tongues. The Bible says in Jude verse 20, building up yourself on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. It says, keep yourself in the love of God. Okay, and the Bible says in 1 John chapter 5, verse 18, it says, he that keeps himself in God, he that keeps himself, the wicked one does not touch him. So you find that you're protected by keeping yourself in the love of God. By the time you pray in the Holy Ghost and build yourself. You know, I, I, I saw something somewhere and I just want to read it. It says, to pray in other tongues, is to exercise divine qualities of God's character and to be strengthened in your inner man by God's own spirit himself. Okay, I'll read that again. To pray in other tongues is to exercise divine qualities of God's character and to be strengthened in your inner man by God's own spirit himself. So you're strengthened. You will find strength. You will find grace. You will find joy. You know, tell yourself, no, I'm a believer. I'm not going to let it go. I'm not a doubter. I am going to stay on God's word. God's word works. The Bible says, what has he spoken twice have I heard? What has God said to you? What has God said to you? Have you heard him twice? Or is that once that they just released that that word came? You just ah, thank God for the word, full stop. You have to make God's word work for you. You have to stay on God's word. You have to hold on to it. That's another thing we should do. Hold on with the tenacity of a bulldog. You know, I read that, you know, the bulldog is so tenacious. You know, that they were grooming, they used to groom bulldogs to fight bulls. That's actually where they got their names. And that they would hold on to the, you know, when they bite a part of the bull, probably the hair or something, they would hold on to the extent that oh, the bull, I mean, the bull would lift the bulldog up into the air, okay? It will still not let go. It will still not let go. Hold on with that tenacity. Hold on to God's word under pressure. This word will work for me. No, God has told me that I am supernaturally helped. I am by God. No, I am helped by God. It doesn't seem like I'm helped right now, but I am helped by God. Oh, my needs are met. It doesn't seem like my needs are met right now, but I'm holding on to this. Praise God. You know, you hold on to God's word so much that you're not letting it go. You hold on with the tenacity of the bulldog. 
you would not have to go. No, God's word says I am healed. God's word says by his stripes I was healed. And you stand on it and you make it happen. Oh, God's word says I'm supernaturally healthy. This is my year of more. This is my year of more. Yes, this is October. Oh, glory to God. This is October. Yes, the year might be running to an end. Oh, it might look like I haven't done everything I wanted to do. I set up to do at the beginning of the year. No, glory. You keep rejoicing because you know that the word of God works for you. You rejoice because you know that it was already said. It's in the works from the foundations of the earth. So all you're doing is you're just stepping into all that God has prepared for you. And he's a good God. He is a good God. So are you going to choose to someone who bears fruit under pressure? As I Luke chapter 8, you know, you will not let go of the word. You will hold on to God's word. You will hold on and work it. Yes, God's word works. But you have to also make it work. Make it work for you. In way you're under pressure. Speak it. Don't let it go. No, let us that you're made up of being the word of God dwells on the inside of you. Speak it forth. Enjoy the best that God has for you. There's a whole lot more that God has in support. Beyond our needs, God wants us to reach out to people. God wants us to be a blessing to other people. But we cannot do that when we are choked with the pressure. Are we going to allow God's word to, you know, to take hold? Or we're going to take hold of that word. And we're just going to allow God's word to govern our lives. Hallelujah. We are believers. Glory to God. We keep declaring God's word. Words, feeling words, regardless of circumstances. We are And that holy you know, makes us rejoice in him. Because we know we have all things he we have. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I want us to, you know, go forth into the day. Celebrating the victory that we have in Christ Jesus. Celebrating even when you're under pressure. I want to go on the stage, thank you going boldly to the throne of grace. I want to go into the day, you know, not letting the word of God go for any reason. Rather, we hold on to it because we know that He word always must. Hallelujah. Glory to God. He's such a good God. He loves us so much. We confident in love. Even when we're under pressure, we know that he loves us. Hallelujah. Glory to God. He loves us. He loves Praise God. Thank you, Father, for your word this morning. Oh, we go celebrating. Even under pressure, we know that we have all that you say we have. Oh, glory to God. You crown the air for us with your goodness. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise God. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Amen. Thank you very much for saying God bless you.